Hi, this is Making It Happen once again. Thank you for tuning in. And we've got a great show for you today. One of our local people right around Tulsa, Oklahoma, but he lives in Grove. So you won't want to miss this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. And we have a great guest with us today, Doug Anderson, all the way from Grove, Oklahoma. If you're anything like I am, I grew up thinking that magic was all bad. I think Doug's got some things to tell us today that might change our view about that. So let me introduce to you Doug Anderson. Come on in, Doug. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Good Thank you for you being here. You know, I really have always thought that. You know, I mean, you just think, and you know, the Bible talks about different sorcery and things like that, you know, and it's, so you always think it's bad. So I went to your website and you had this long, little list of things about what Christians think about magic and different parts of it like that. I wish you'd share that with us because that whole thing was different to me. I, I didn't read, you know, I didn't know that that was true. Some of the things you said on your site and I don't want to steal the thunder here, but tell me what some of those things are that will kind of give us a different view of what magic can or cannot be. I don't know. You don't <laughs> Okay. Seriously, talking about magic in general, uh -huh. the, you have to understand that words do change meaning. Okay. Certainly in our, within our lifetime, we've seen words that used to mean something else now mean something entirely right. different. For instance, uh, we were doing a show for a Lifeway Christian store in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm -hmm. and one of the girls in the audience, meaning good, said, wow, that's wicked. Right. So now just from a simple movie, Wicked means good, and the meaning of magic in and of itself has changed over the centuries, certainly since Christ walked on the earth. Mm -hmm. And what they mean in the Bible is about uh, calling upon demonic spirits. I would say more about what they were saying then, the prohibition in the Bible. Mm -hmm. They also talk about belly talking, which is what they call ventriloquism. Okay. But certainly reading the entrails of an animal to predict somebody's future is not what today's ventriloquist does, but that's the closest association with belly talking is ventriloquism. Okay. And that's prohibited in the Bible. And magic, I'm using simple sleight of hand tricks to entertain people. And I've had some people say, well, aren't you deceiving? Regardless of if it's not any demonic spirits at all, right. aren't you deceiving people? Isn't that prohibited in the Bible? Well, it's, I think it's a matter of your intent. You know, if I say, look, my hand is empty and I'm actually secretly hiding something, whether I'm actually saying, look, my hand is empty or making you assume my hand is empty when I'm actually hiding something, both would be deception. Without trying to belabor the point too much, uh, if I were to show you a photo of my wife, Patty Beth, and I would say, who is this that I'm standing next to? And you said, well, that's your wife, Patty Beth. You're not intentionally deceiving me, but my wife is not two inches tall and two-dimensional flat, like right. in a photo. Right. If you said it correctly, you would say that's a depiction or a photographic representation of your wife, Patty Beth. And that kind of explains to me the difference, the nuance, if you will, of magic as far as deceiving not to try to you know, change your will to mine, except to accept the Lord as your Savior. Mm -hmm. Well, were, were you like I, I am, though, that you thought growing up that magic was a bad thing? And if, if so, how did you start doing magic? I mean, if you think that in your mind, I would have never gone after magic. I, I actually, I'm laughing because I, th I always thought magic was cool. Oh, did really? Did you ever notice that really cool people never say cool? 
Um, no, my, my uh, uncle was a Baptist preacher, and his mom would not watch me because she said oh, I wow. did the work of the devil. Wow. But I first saw anything about a magician on the cover of Boy's Life, which you would have to agree, certainly if not owned by a Christian organization, does have good values in society and I think is a sort of a Christian nature. Okay. And there was a magician on the cover. And I remember my Uncle Dwight saying, you know, he was producing a dove, a beautiful white dove from these scarfs. Right. And he said, why can't you go out and take this oil rag and produce one of our chickens from it? which kind of got the interest, it planted that seed at a very young age about magic and, and right. how to do stuff. When I heard about magicians taking a pair of gloves and supposedly turning them into a dove, I thought that really happened. Now at that time, did I think, I shouldn't watch this, it's the work of the devil? No, and I was raised in a Christian background. So does that kind of give us a clue that maybe God had something to play in that decision? Because like I said earlier, making it happen is about people pursuing the gifts and the talents that God's placed in their life. So if you never thought that, that it was bad, and all of a sudden you think it's such a neat, cool thing, did God have anything to do with leading you in that direction? Well, you know, it's, I'm laughing because I had this conversation earlier with your guest that you had on a while back, Barry McGee. Oh yes. And we were talking about, you know, it's, it's all in his plans. Right. It's, it's all in his plans. So yes, everything that has happened in my life, the people that I've met, the website that I had being a Christian website, the fact that you found me and, and invited me on, the fact that I was not out working on a cruise ship and I was available to be here to do right. this show, it's all in his plan. And as long as we just open our ears and pay attention, we can hear his voice that we know that we're following within what he wants us to do. So yes, was, was, was he planting those seeds way back then? Yes, I okay. so definitely agree with that. Let's go with that though, with how God leads you and plans your life. Kind of go into that a little bit deeper with me because I know that's true for my own life. And sometimes you don't even realize that he's planning it out. You look back on it later and say, but show, you know, tell, help us understand that a little bit better. But isn't that the way he works though? Absolutely. You don't realize it until after the fact you go, that's why I met that person. Right. That's why I read that book. That's why I turned the channel at that particular moment to hear that message. Right. It's just, it's, it's the way God works. Well, and I think so much, uh, so many times though, we don't even give God credit for oh, being there. You know? A lot of times. And certainly uh, in my uh, teen years and young adult life, I never gave God credit. In fact, I got saved at the age of 13. Oh, wow. And from that point on, I kind of ignored God for quite a few years. I'm not happy with a lot of things that I did in my life and a lot of things I'm sure I'll be answering for, but he kept working on me. Uh -huh. And you know, when, when things get tougher and tougher and tougher and you look for answers here and there and everywhere, and you finally turn to God, not that your life is gonna be a bed of roses after you accept Jesus right. as your Lord and Savior, but certainly being in his well makes it bearable. Uh -huh. You know, if you still have problems, at least you're following what he wants you to do. Right. Well, I know we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here, and you're gonna go over to the stage and. I am. And it, would you please? Okay. And uh, show us some of that magic that you've got, and and I know that the reason that you're doing this is really to glorify the Lord. It is. It's now, really definitely. not so much about the tricks, right. but it's how we can lead people to what God's doing in their own lives. And when we come back later, I got a trick just exactly about that. I can't wait. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'd like to show you something kind of unusual, a little magic trick involving the use of a piece of rope. Hopefully everybody here knows about rope. A rope has two ends and a middle. Well, this rope has two ends and a middle. Watch closely. 
I'm going to tie the two ends of this rope together. So what I have now is a big loop of rope tied together here. I'm now going to cut this rope using my magical scissors. So what I have now are two pieces of rope exactly the same length. Made that one too long, didn't I? <laughs> or else that one's too short. That's okay, I'll stretch it. Yep. If you'll remember, when I started this trick, what I had was one piece of rope. The rope was about this long, but the rope had no cuts. No breaks, no gaps in it at all. That's what I have once again. I'm going to do the trick again. This time I won't tie the knot because I tied the knot about nine years ago. Like I said, I won't tie the knot. Check it out. One end of the rope down in my hand like this. I'm not sure how that happens myself. The second end goes down. Yep. What I have once more is a big long piece of rope. Still no applause, I'll do it one more time. So I like audience members that can take a hint. What I'm going to do this time with the ends of the... Oh no, I broke the ends off. That was close. It's the first time that's happened again. I'll do the trick one last time. This time, in order to avoid being redundant, I'll do the trick one last time. And instead of cutting the rope using my magical scissors, I'm going to use my pocket knife. Sharpen my knife on my sleeve. Cut the rope. Ouch. Sharp. I'll take the rope. Well, I don't have to take the rope, it's mine. I will bundle the rope up on my left hand just like this and make that knot disappear. No, it's not there. And it's not there. Now, there is another knot that I use in my rope tricks. I'm sure you've all seen one of these before. It's called a slip knot. Take a knot, you tighten a rope like that. All you have to do is just tug on that knot and it pops right out of the rope. Nothing very magical about that unless you tie it in the middle of the rope like this. Then it becomes a jumping slip knot. Watch, if I pull on the knot here, it jumps over there. If I pull on it there, it jumps over there and grows two little legs and looks a lot different. This is a real slip knot. I can take that knot, slide it right off the rope, hang it in the air, Anytime I want, I reach back, pluck it off, throw it back on again. Now, in case these knots were a little bit too numerous or too complicated for some of you to follow, that's okay. Because at the end of this trick, I always prepare a resume of all the knots I do. And there they are. <laughs> How many people remember in 1977, Dealey Boppers? Just me. For those of you that don't remember, dealy boppers with little springs. People were on their heads. A star on one, a moon on the other one. Pet rocks, Furbies. Things that had no purpose except to make someone a lot of money. Well, the year 2009 is well in here. They have a different souvenir for 2009. This is it. I saw this sit on the guy's shelf about three weeks ago, and I asked him what it did. 
He said, what's it do? It's really neat. If you pull on the yellow ball, the white ball goes up. If you pull on the white ball, the yellow ball goes up. <laughs> I said, so? He said, so? We'll explain how it works. Say, come on, pal, it's very simple. The white ball's attached to a string, runs up through the gray pipe, terminates at the yellow ball. You have a ball at either end of the string. Naturally, if you pull down on one, the other one goes back up. He said, that's a very interesting theory if it were true, but it isn't. He said, actually, the white ball down there is attached to the red ball. Up here. He said, it may look like it's attached to the yellow ball over here, but the yellow ball down there is actually attached to the blue ball up here. At any time you could show me, it looked like the yellow ball and the white ball seemed to be connected. I said, you're a liar. He said, you're right. He said, to tell you the truth, I want to be perfectly honest, the white ball down there is actually attached to the blue ball over here. At the same time, the blue ball says the yellow ball down there. The yellow ball down there is attached to the red ball over here. At the same time, the red ball says the white ball down there. <laughs> I said, sold. He said, $79.95. Well, $79.95 later, I had this thing at home, and I'll be darned if it didn't do for me exactly what it did for him. I could put on the yellow ball and make the white ball go up. I could put on the white ball and make the yellow ball go up. But there was one important fundamental difference. This curiosity, this object de art, now belonged to me. Huh? Being a red-blooded American male, I did what everybody else did. I took it apart and found nothing. None of them were connected to any of them. It was a piece of hollow plastic conduit or plumbing fixture that I just paid $80 for. Little fellow, about five years old, bought one earlier than me. He was doing his vertically like this. You know, I've had this thing for about three weeks now. I know I can pull it onto the white ball and make the yellow ball go up. I can pull it onto the yellow ball and make the white ball go up. I've also found the red ball seems to be attached to the yellow ball at the same time the red ball says the white ball. The white ball is attached to the blue ball at the same time the blue ball says the yellow ball. The yellow ball is actually attached to the white ball over here. What I don't know is how it works. By bringing it out here today on the show, I thought maybe one of you could figure it out. Now, if you do, don't blurt it out. Drop me a line or send me an email to DougAnderson.net. That's DougAnderson.net. Don't spell dot. Have a great day. Welcome back. And we have with us here Doug Anderson from Grove, Oklahoma. Yay! And I found out that not only are you a magician, yes. but you're a comedian. I didn't know the two of them went together. <laughs> so, they, they do, and it was quite by accident. Really? Because when I first started doing shows like for my dad's uh, Lions Club and Rotary Club meetings, I didn't practice a lot. Uh -huh. So when you don't practice something, inevitably you're going to mess up, like trying to say the word inevitably, which you don't say a lot. You right. mess up saying the word. Right. And so I would mess up, but God granted me the gift of being able to think quickly on my feet. So maybe I should be doing this interview standing <laughs> up. But the know. more times I messed up a trick, the more jokes I came up with. And I asked uh, the guests on cruise ships, uh, when I do this interview, I say, uh, did you think I had a funny show? And oh yeah! And I say, you see how many times I've messed up? Because <laughs> every time I messed up, I would cover with a joke, and it just well, became see, a comedy show. We based should on all that. learn from that, you know? <laughs> we should all make a joke out of all of our mistakes. That'd be a real good one for me. I wanted to touch on your on your DVD that you have here and your website. Tell uh -huh. us what your website is again. It's the website is Doug Anderson. Dot 
net. Okay. Now, I haven't had a chance to listen to your DVD yet, but uh -huh. I promise you I will. Well, it's not a listen to thing. I'm sorry for correcting okay. you. It's, it's a watch because it's a DVD, so right. you're going to watch it. Okay. And it's actually magic tricks that you, believe it or not, yes, you, anybody can do. Really? It takes just a little bit of practice, but it uses simple objects that you already have around the house. You don't need to go out and spend a whole lot of money on some big fancy props. You can do that later if you wish. Okay. Now, you check back with me in a few weeks and see if I was really able to do that. I, I would love <laughs> That'll to. That'll be the miracle work and stuff. <laughs> okay. But I wanted to get to some of the tricks that you brought to, uh -huh. you know, and, and... Have you got time to see one now? Sure. I would Fantastic. love to. All right. I'd like to show you, if, if, if I may, a little trick involving the use of four silver dollars, all right? Okay. Watch these coins. Watch them very carefully. There's now, one... Now, you're not going to ask me anything that I have to... I'm going to ask to borrow your hand. Can I borrow your hand here just okay. for a moment? Keep it just a bit like that. Okay. okay. There's one. There's two. There's three. There's four silver dollars. Keep your hand just like that. One, two, three, four, say go. Go. Gone. Did you feel it happen? Yes. Yeah, there's a coin in your hand. I've got three coins in my hand. I will mm -hmm. do the trick again. There's one, there's two, there's three. You've got one coin there, so we've got three coins here, one coin here. Watch closely. Now we've got two coins here and two coins here. I'll do the trick again. There's one and there's two, and you've got two coins there. So with two coins here and two coins here, if I close my hands like this, I've now got three coins here and only <laughs> one coin here. Now this is the part that really blows people away. I need to keep your hand cupped just a bit so they don't fall out. And I'm going to place in your hand very openly, there's one, there's two, there's three, and there's four. Four. Okay, try not to let them fall out. I'm going to pull my sleeves up as far as they will go, just like that. And I'm going to take one coin back from your hand. I'd like you to close your hand over the remaining coins. All right, you got them? Hold yes, them tight. Yes. I can't take any more coins out of your hand because your hand is tightly closed. However, I can put that one back in. Open your hand. And there's one, there's two, there's three, there's four. Now, I don't know if you could see Are the date. Are there any holes in my hand? Did you hands, see the date sir? on this one? It's 1964, <laughs> make it easier to see. 1964, correct? Oh my goodness. See, my parents told me if I did magic, I would make big money. Oh, you made yes, big money. Big, I, I big, see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My wife tells me I shouldn't do that joke. Do you know why? Because it goes over her head? No, because it's not very funny. <laughs> but thank you for having Have you got time to see another one? Sure, I'd love okay. to. Okay, this is a fun one involving the use of four fives. Okay. Four fives, all right? Can you see them okay? Yes. All right, watch closely. I've got the five of diamonds, the five of clubs, the five of hearts, and the five of spades. I put the five of diamonds on top. Give the four cards a little pop, just like that. Watch what happens. That causes the five of clubs to turn face down. Watch another pop. The five of clubs turns back around, and now it's the five of diamonds that turns face down. We turn the five of diamonds back around just like that and now it is the five of hearts that has turned face down. One more to go, last but not least, one more pop and that causes the five of spades to turn face down. You know, one by one these cards turn their back on us and one by one Jesus' disciples turn their backs on him. Right. You know, in fact, one of them turned his back so far he even betrayed him to his death for a mere 30 pieces of silver. Do you know why they paid Judas in silver? No. Because back then they would not accept MasterCard, Visa, <laughs> American Express, or Discover. <laughs> 
you're right. <laughs> and that's how I try to take simple magic tricks that you can uh -huh. actually buy at the local magic shop and stuff and give us some kind of gospel or some kind of application to help share the gospel. Mm -hmm. So if there's if there's some young person out there that that loves magic like you did when you uh -huh. were young, yes. how, how do they get started actually, you know, bringing it in a good light where it's not bad magic, but well, it's... I, I think of, first of all, being raised by good parents. Okay. That, that has a lot to do with it, with steering them correctly. So no matter what they do in life, it's going to be something good. Mm -hmm. So if they're raised correctly, there's, there's a, a buddy of mine, Weston Potts, up in Grove, Oklahoma. And mm -hmm. Weston actually is a Christian magician. And I think he just graduated high school. But his parents have raised him in church, and he loves the Lord. Okay. And I've been helping him out. He's been learning a lot of stuff on his own, wow. too. But once you see, like from a magician standpoint, I see that he has the genuine interest and the genuine love for Christ. I share freely and openly the tricks that I do with him so he can go on and share the gospel himself in a, in a positive way. Hmm. That's good. Well, you know, I noticed that you carried in a... A suitcase or a satchel or something? A briefcase, something? yes. A briefcase? Yeah, I'd like to it's, show you something on that. It's kind of interesting because, you know, we get so busy in our day-to-day -day lives, you know, with, with filling out paperwork and, uh -huh. you know, all the accoutrements of, of business and stuff, that so many times we overlook what God has in store for us. Oh, my goodness. It just amazes me how that you do some of these things, and you think that you're going to catch what you're going to do, but then you don't. So is that because everything goes over my head, or is that, I, I don't know. It's magic. Leave it at <laughs> it's that. It's magic. Okay. Thank you so much for my being pleasure. here with Thanks us today. Thank here. you for the big money, too. You know, I like that. Hey, I want that back. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's part of the magic, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today here on Making It Happen. We hope you'll be here with us again next week because we continue to have terrific guests with us. Thank you again.